You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Van Freddy, and joining me, as always, is the newest entrant in the Tournament of Survival, thanks to Twitter, oh and our Twitter presence, Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, my friend? Our clout, massive. There it is. Our influence, ginormous. But on the real, I'm... Got it. Got that in one. It's good. Uh... One try. <laughs> I'm good. It's fucking hot and humid in my room because I don't have my air conditioner in yet, so I just have my fan. Oh, my fan is off, and there is no other AC in my room, so it is going to get warm in here. So I'm going, I'm, I'm surviving through that. But other than that, I've been chilling today. It's been a nice, comfy Sunday. All right, sick, sick, sick. I mean, Sundays are always kind of nice, right? Unless I had a little bit of a stressful morning working on some stuff, but hey, we we got through it. Uh, we'll figure that out. Nice. Uh, later. Uh, and then we got D and D coming up tonight. So hell yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, we record hoping... we record these on our D and D day, our D and D night, because that me and Zach are are both free. Yeah, let's hear something. We don't die. <laughs> ah, I'm sure we won't. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's let's get rocking and rolling with our matches this week. Zach, okay. how were how were yours this week? I had one that was quite good, and another one that was not as good as I was hoping, but there was a reason behind it. Okay. Why don't we why don't we real quick go over the mat go over the matches we previewed last week and then we'll get right into it when we uh, start off. Okay. So what did, what did you bring to the table this week? I brought an Helico going against Ashley Dunn at Rising Sun Pro Wrestling. Very cool. And then I had Kira Hogan going against Priscilla Kelly at Elite Wrestling Entertainment. Cool. Uh, I brought Warhorse versus DD Trash from ICS Wrestling, and I brought Lindsay Snow versus Angel Camacho from uh. Uh, from, uh bleh. I brought Lindsay Snow versus Angel Camacho from Mission Pro Wrestling. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and of course, our uh, our match we both watched is going to be a surprise, so stay tuned for that. So, mm-hmm. Zach, who started us <laughs> off last week? Uh, let me think. Uh, I want to say that I since I fin- I finished second, so I think uh, I think you went first. So if I went first, that means it's your turn to kick us off, so yeah. why don't you do that? All right. Uh, let, I'll kick us off with the match that uh, actually was quite good, and I was very pleased with it. It lived up to what I was hoping for, which is Angelico going against Ashley Dunn at Rising Sun Pro Wrestling. Okay. All right. Rising Sun Pro Wrestling sounds like a cool name for a wrestling promotion. It is a very cool name for it. It is also Italian. Oh, very neat. Yes. The, everyone in commentary was speaking in Italian. Okay, so that I had like sense, this because it's an Italian promotion. Yeah, and I was sitting there and I was like, you know, I kind of understand like Spanish and a bit of Italian because I'm Italian, so like I could understand like a couple words there throughout there, and then they'd say like a word that everyone could say in English, like you know, like Hurricane Rana or something like mm-hmm. that. But like, it honestly it reminds it, me of that it reminds me of that that 
that that meme where it's like, "Thank you so much, best of friendo." <laughs> I don't know why. It's a good meme. Uh, but honestly, it gives you the feel of like kind of like when you're watching a um uh a soccer match, and like the announcers are just popping off when someone just goes crazy. Oh, that's the best. Even when you can't understand them and they just start going off and you're like, oh, damn, they're clearly excited about something. I'm mm-hmm. in. That, that, they gave me that vibe. It was nice. Uh, the way I describe this match is this match wasn't the most action-packed, but for me, time flew while I was watching it. And the wrestling was just so smooth and flashy that it was just everything I wanted it to be. So, this match starts off with a collar and elbow tie-up, as every wrestling match does these days. I very find it very rare on this one. It doesn't start with a collar and elbow. Um, and they actually get to this point where, like, the two kind of, like, go back and forth where one person forces the other one to the corner, and when they let go, because the ref counts them, to, tells them to let go, they then kind of, like, shove them, like, yeah, what's up? And then they return the same thing back. Then there's another one where they do it again, they do the exact same thing, but this time they, they like, put their fists up to the person, punch them, and they're like, aha, I got you. And then they kind of repeat that back and forth. Kind of, like, really cements the theme here of anything you can do, I can do better, kind of, is what they're going with for this match. Okay, okay. Always always a good dynamic of two people trying to like out wrestle each other. Yep, and that goes right back in that goes right into it when they uh then go because the, the next set of events is like a fast paced like chain wrestling between these two, which have mm-hmm. you ever seen like Angelico go? The man is just ridiculously good at what he does, and I was very happy to see that Dunn could also keep up with it as well. Very nice. Uh I think this ends by the way with the two of them both like kipping up to their feet, kinda like, Alright, I see you. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and Those are the, the both both do the lucha thing where they kip up and like, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so after this, then we get to see Angelico show off his submission prowess when he locks in a reverse figure four leg lock on uh, Dunn. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, I'm nursing a very bad cold right now. So, oh no. Uh, so my voice isn't the. I can't go as super loud as I normally would. But it's fine. So in Helico, after uh, Dunn gets a rope break, locks in a headlock, and when he tries, uh, Dunn tries to make a comeback with an Irish whips, uh, and Helico's able to actually land on his feet from an arm drag, and <laughs> so he like arm drags in Helico, and he and Helico flips and stands and like lands on his feet, right? Nice. And he Dunn is just so shocked that he like just stops wrestling for like a minute, just sitting there <laughs> like the fuck? Wait, How did so- you what? What? So then Angelico tries to arm drag him, and we get the exact same thing as before, except this time Dunn lands on his feet, and Angelico's like, what? what? Come on! So, that, like, yeah, very much hammering in the, like, the two of them are very equal matched in both their styles and their prowess in wrestling. Gotcha. So then they two them start to, like, strike each other, in which they, like, mirror each kick to, like, kick, return with a kick, a swipe, a leg, they, they one person, uh, my bad, a kick that someone dot ducks, another person dodges their kick in return, just mm-hmm. back and forth. Until this time, actually, Dunn gets the upper hand with a drop kick that sends Angelico to the outside. And Angelico then walks away from the ropes because he sees that Dunn's going for a suicide dive. He's like, haha, I've outsmarted you. So Dunn <laughs> jumps onto the apron and goes for a punt kick. But an Angelico in this really just buttery smooth spot does the typical spot where, like, Dunn goes to grab the kick uh, to kick Angelico. He grabs it and, like, he throws him fo- it backwards to, like, send his face spiking into the apron, right? Nice. But then he catches him in mid-air into a suplex position and then drops him face first onto the apron. Wow, that was a lot you just said. I know. It looked <laughs> awesome. I was completely thrown off by that because I was just expecting to see him get spiked, but instead he got just face busted on the apron. Damn. 
And Elico rolls him back into the ring, and after a drop kick, he uh, plants his shin into the back of his head with a... Oh, God, he must have been a fucking nasty kick if I wrote it like that. <laughs> Dunn then tries to fight back, but Angelico is able to grab him and hits a huge tilt-to-whirl backbreaker on him. Nice. Dunn kicks out and again fights back against Angelico, but this time Angelico hits him with a running knee in the, to the gut, which stops him. He goes mm-hmm. for another backtrack then, but this time Dunn actually lands on his feet and hits an Ushigoroshi, where he basically... He turns an Ushigoroshi into, instead of just kicking the side of Angelico's head, he lifts his foot up behind his head and he gets and he kicks him right in the back of the neck basically oof kind of like a it's kind of like a mid-air like like uh isaiah swerve's uh house call in insert insert roblox hurt hurt noise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so finally control done actually then hits a big boot across uh and face in the corner follows it up with a single leg drop kick that goes right through his face as he falls to the floor and then he finishes it with a crossbody off the top rope. He then goes for a fireman's carry, but Angelico and, uh, elbows his way out of it and then hits an obnoxiously loud open palm to the back of Dunn's head. Eesh. He hits him so hard, even that Angelico actually like starts to shake his hand. He goes like, oh, fuck, that Ow, that actually hurt. Yeah, like, it was fucking loud. Dunn then tries to swing back, and Angelico then ducks it, hits a rapid series of strikes on him, and then goes to sweep his legs. But Dunn, while he does jump over it, Still gets la- hit by an Ushiguroshi from Angelico while he is on the floor. Unfortunately for Angelico, though, Dunn does kick out after this, so he goes for his running crucifix buckle bomb finisher called the Fall of the Angels, which I had never known about. I've never seen him do it on uh, AEW. Oh, but granted, it is a crucifix bomb buckle bomb. I, I can assume it's not the safest move in the world to take. Gotcha. So Dunn wiggles out of it because he knows how dangerous this move is, and he goes to roll up Angelico, but Angelico counters it with a roll up of his own, and then we get this back and forth. The two of them are kind of like just getting out, kick out, gets up, gets rolled up, kick out. They roll up on their own, just back and forth over and over again until Angelico finally gets the upper hand by with a double stomp to Dunn's chest as he stops nice. himself mid, about to like co- try to cover Dunn. He's like, wait, I can just stomp on your chest. What am I doing? Wait, I could just hurt you more. Yeah. He goes for the fall of the angels again. But Dunn is actually able to counter it this time by throwing it in Helico face first into the turnbuckle via a Hurricane Rana. Ooh, someone got someone got a little overambitious. Mm-hmm. He then drop kicks out on Helico's legs and then plants him with a, uh, I believe it was a DDT, but it also was a the kind of like a spear from Helico's part. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was a DDT. Okay. He then destroys Helico with a Death Valley driver like that. He drops his neck right onto his knee. And then he hits a springboard elbow. It's literally like, like you know when AJ Styles does the uh, the phenomenal forearm. Imagine that, but instead he just is a it's an elbow to the face instead of just like you know his just a forearm. And mm-hmm. then uh, and Helico somehow kicks out of that though. And commentary were very much selling how like that DDT and that combo was just super big. And I was like, oh shit. He then goes for what I assume was a discus lariat, but Angelico then nails him with a knee to the face, which then leaves him stunned enough that he picks him up, and then he drops him like a sack of potatoes in the corner with the fall of the angels for the win. Nice, nice. This was that sounds, a, sounds like an awesome match. It's a great match between these two. I'm going to give this match nice. a high man. All right, all right. It was smooth as fuck, and it was everything I wanted from Angelico, and like I said, done. I was impressed with done. He definitely kept up with Angelico, and they, these two put on a good match together. Very cool, very cool. All right, so why don't we get into my first match of the week? I got uh, this one. I'm going to start off by saying we got a little bit of a weird 
uh, naming error here, possibly. Uh, but okay, we got uh, the T. We got a match from ICS Wrestling, just like last week. Uh, commentary was not as bad this time that I didn't have to mute them, but they still weren't great. Uh, I still wasn't into the commentary on this one, but hey, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, this one was DD Trash taking on Warhorse. Uh, but so in the in the title of the video for the match, it says the team name is Warhorse, like W A R space H O S S. But throughout the whole video, commentary constantly calls this team Warhorse, and their name tag, their nameplate says Warhorse. Huh. So I'm assuming that they couldn't put Warhorse in the title because of the wrestler Warhorse. Yeah. So they na- so they named the team Warhorse in the title. So I don't know if they're actually Warhorse or Warhorse. Uh so I but, looked this up while hey. you were talking about it. They on, mm-hmm. on social media they are labeled as Warhorse. So they did change it to Warhorse. So, yeah, I'm going to assume that they did change it and I can assume that the reason might be obviously cuz Warhorse is a War thing. Cuz Yeah. Uh anyway, so we'll, we'll just call them Warhorse then. Mm. Uh this is Warhorse versus DD Trash. Uh the team of DG Trash is Ron Mathis and Bruce Gray, mm-hmm. and the team of Warhorse is uh, Pat the Bruiser and Crosshairs Kelly. Crosshairs Kelly. Mm-hmm. I like that name. So this is, when I say this is a hoss fight, this is four big dudes going yeah. at it. Uh, three big dudes and one medium-sized dude. <laughs> uh, Bruce, Gray, Bruce Gray is like a little bit smaller than the rest of them. Yeah, uh, I get but they're that. all they're all relatively big gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so this starts off with some hard strikes, uh, and it starts off with Warhorse just overpowering DD Trash and overpowering Bruce Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry, overpowering Ron Mathis. This is gonna happen a lot. Overpowering Ron Mathis, uh, mm-hmm. and just beating him up, you know, throwing him around the ring, using their power to their advantage, doing double team moves, cutting the ring in half, classic tag team action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Ron Mathis, Ron, yeah, Ron Mathis gets the the hot tag for Bruce Gray. Bruce Gray comes in, hits a whirlwind of offense on uh, Warhorse, takes them both out, sends them both outside the ring. Nice. Uh, Gray then goes for a suicide dive. But then Warhorse catches him, Ooh. like they both catch him. Okay. Uh, and while they have him, Mathis from the inside of the ring goes, oh, hey, give me a second, and then suicide dives into all of them to take everybody out. <laughs> uh, the the modern like, day of wrestling. Basically finish finish the, the, the job Gray started with the suicide dive. Mm-hmm. Modern day of wrestling, where Hosses can just whip out a fucking suicide dive like it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um... And in this one, I, I thought it was really funny because literally whenever DD Trash got the upper hand, they would always try to get the crowd to chant for them. Oh. Uh, it's like they they constantly ha- like had would have the upper hand, and instead of wrestling, Warhorse just had to like be do the thing where they like stand there all like pretend pretending they're dazed, you know, <laughs> getting ready for a move while like. The members of DD Trash are like DD Trash, DD Trash, and it's like just do the move. Like you know, like the crowd doesn't need to chant for you constantly. Like sure, you can get it every once in a while, but like the classic. I swear this is every time you're on your feet and have the advantage. Yep. Ah, oh, the classic. I mean, I had that like I think it was last week with my where the guys kept trying to cry, hype up the crowd, and I had the same thing. You were, I was like, yeah. listen, man, 
hyping up the crowd is good, but I I don't need it every five like two you don't minutes need it every on. five minutes. Yeah, like they the crowd the, it's it's funny too because the crowd was the crowd wasn't bad. Like the crowd wasn't being quiet. Mm-hmm. Like the crowd was relatively into this match, and they kept trying to get them more into the match. It's like, dude, they're into it already. Just go, come on. They like wanted, keep them, keep up the keep up the momentum. They're into it. Just just continue your moves. They wanted a they got a semi hot crowd, and they wanted a white hot crowd. Yeah, it's like they're like the crowd's already loving it. Just just keep moving, keep going on with the match, and they're gonna love it. Like you don't like they don't, like they don't got a chant for you every five minutes. It's fine. Uh, after that suicide dive assist and all the chanting. Uh, uh, there's one point where, uh, Warhoss, uh, gets Gray back in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, and he, be- and he's the legal man, uh, because, probably because of the hot tech, uh, he's the legal man, and they start double teaming him, but they, they go for, like, one double team move where, gr- uh, Gray is, like, standing in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. and they go to, like, sandwich him with elbows. Gotcha. Uh, but Gray, <laughs> it's funny, because I don't think Gray moves out of the way, it looks like one of those where it's like they're on their feet and they're really tired and they just fall. Oh. And like by falling, they just happen to dodge the move. Gotcha. And Warhoss and Warhoss just run into each other. <laughs> you beat him up too efficiently. Yeah. Uh Warhorse just like run into each other. Uh and uh Gr- that gives Gray the opportunity to uh get back to his feet a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh and and go for the hot tag. Gray jumps for the hot tag on Mathis. Ooh. But as he does, uh, 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 Pat the Bruiser, who rolled out of the ring after running <laughs> into his partner, pulls the feet out from uh, oh, damn. from his partner in the corner, Ron Mathis. And uh, Gray is unable to get the tag. Uh, which was, it was like, the time. The timing of this spot was very good. Nice. I'll say there was there was some very awkward. There was some very awkward parts, like I said, with the the chanting, and like there there were some parts that looked kind of set up and looked like it was like, oh, that that kick was meant to be blocked because they didn't throw it very hard, you know. Mm-hmm. But this was a spot that was timed very well. It was like as he was in the air, uh, Pat was able to get out there and be like, nope. Gotta love. And rip Mathis away from the ropes. Mm, love it when spots like that like are executed just just right. It's just mm-hmm. like, ugh. Uh, but Mathis is able to fight Pat off on the outside, get back on the apron, and uh, does get does get the tag in. Mathis comes back in with a flurry of chops on the crosshair. It's Kelly. He's just, like, beating his chest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pat the Bruiser doesn't like this. this. This match is very chaotic in terms of, like, if somebody's getting beat up, their tag team partner's just gonna come in and stop it. Ah. You know? Like, like it's just like, it's almost like Lucha Rules, but it's not like Lucha Rules because there still has to be a legal person, you know? Yeah. Like, with the tags. Uh, but it's just kind of all over the place, which, honestly, I don't think hurt the match too much. I think it actually worked for this match fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like uh, with the pace of this match, if we waited for the tags the all, every time, yeah. It would have absolutely ruined the flow of everything. Gotcha. Uh, so when when they did interrupt, it kind of was at a very good point. Uh, and I think it kind of saved the match's momentum at some points. And this was, I think, one of them. Uh, because uh, Mathis is getting big chops in on Crosshairs Kelly. And then Pat the Bruiser just comes <laughs> in. Uh, and, like, go, he, like, goes to Irish Whip... Um, Mathis into the corner, mm-hmm. but then Mathis like reverses it and throws uh Bruiser into his partner in the corner. Gotcha. And then as he goes for a move, Pat like gets up and like just 
catches him and hits him with like a big slam Ooh, and just okay. absolutely shuts down any momentum he had. Nice. Uh, then there's a really cool point in this match that I liked a lot where uh, Mathis was gets slammed by Pat the Bruiser and then uh, Kelly goes to do like a splash on him mm-hmm. from like the second rope. Uh, and as he d- is doing the splash, Gray from the outside uh, grabs Mathis's foot and like drags him to the side mm-hmm. to like get him out of the way gotcha. of Kelly's splash. Oh, okay. And it's like, no, no, no! <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, so that it's just, like, really, like, cool little tag team things that I like about this match, where it's, like, their partners, like, just because the partners are not legal doesn't mean, like, it's like, like, you know how in WWE sometimes where it's, like, if the partner is not legal, it's kind of like they're just not there, and they don't exist, yep, like, and, just... and it's just a one-on-one match? It's, like, yeah. throughout this whole match, both teams were helping each other constantly and, like, getting each other out of the way of big moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was good because, like I said, it amplified the fact that these two were teams and not just, like, two one-on-one wrestlers mm. teaming up, you know? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Like um, Mathis is able to get back to his feet and, uh, get, and he throw he Irish whips Pat and, like, he picks him up and just gets a big fall-away slam on him. Mm-hmm. It looks like when he picks him up, like, you know, sometimes when someone smaller picks up somebody bigger... Yeah. And they go to, like, slam them, but then the fall- the big person just kind of falls on the smaller person and squishes yeah. them. gotcha. It looked like that's what happened, so I thought he, like, went to go pick him up, mm. and he just kind of, like, fell on him. But he actually did get the fall-away slam off. Uh, oh, okay. And he, get- and he gets up and is like, yeah! Like, it's very go. good. I, uh, I, I wanted to yell, let's fucking go. My, my throat just was like, no. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and then he picks up Pat the Bruiser again and gets him to his feet. And he gets him in like a backpack pile driver position and starts doing like an airplane spin. Uh, and he's able to, he spins around, spins around, spins around, lands it. Then Pat kicks out uh, at like the, the, the two and a half. Damn. Uh, and is able to fight, fight back and get the tag uh, to Kelly. Uh, and they start double teaming Mathis a little bit. Uh, but then, uh, Gray, as they're double teaming Mathis, Gray comes in, starts, uh, beating up, starts beating up Pat the Bruiser, (laughs) and Mathis is able to hit, uh, a big move on, uh, Crosshair's Kelly, and he goes to pin Crosshair Kelly, and when he goes to pin Crosshair's Kelly, uh, Bruce Gray gets in the ring. Mm Mm-hmm. To, like, you know how, like, when tag teams, like, what, like the other one gets in the ring to, like, stop the other guy from stopping, breaking up the pin? Yeah. He gets in, goes to hold off uh, Pat the Bruiser, but Pat the Bruiser is a big lad. Yes, so Pat the is. Bruiser just, like, falls into Gray, who <laughs> falls into Mathis, okay. and breaks up the pin. Uh, and all of the guys are down at this point after that pin breakup to save the match. And then when they all get back up, they're just all in the middle of the ring. And Gray Gray looks at Gray looks at uh, Gray looks at Kelly, and uh, Mathis looks at Pat the Bruiser, and they just go, "All right, you know what? Let's just drop the gloves." And they oh. just start. It's just a four person slugfest in the yeah. middle of that ring uh, for a, for a while. Uh, they're just sl- like duking it out, slugging it out, uh, and then fi- uh, at one point, uh, Gray gets knocked out by. Gray gets knocked out by Kelly, who he was fighting, and then uh, Mathis gets knocked out of the... Mathis gets, like, knocked out of the ring by Bruiser. Mm-hmm. But then 
slides back. He like gets he like goes over the top rope of the clothesline and then jumps back in like in between the second and bottom rope. Okay. And gets gets some offense in, gets some offense in, but then uh that's when the other member of uh Warhoss gets in the ring, Crosshairs Kelly, uh, and they're able to hit their double team uh finisher, which is like a uh like Pat lifts Pat lifts Mathis up onto his shoulders like in a Samoan drop. Yeah. And then uh Crosshairs Kelly runs the ropes uh and hits a claymore. Onto uh, onto Mathis while he's on Pat's shoulders, mm-hmm. and then Pat hits the Samoan drop. Nice, uh, and that's and that ends up winning Warhoss the match. All right, yeah. Uh, so this match was actually this match a lot happened clearly. Yes, uh, a ton happened in this one. Uh, but everything that happened was like okay, you know, mm. like it did. Like a lot of this felt like a little awkward and a little clunky. Gotcha, but like. I think the match was still enjoyable. I still <laughs> liked watching it. Uh, there were like, sure, it felt a little clunky. Sure, it felt a little awkward. But this was a uh, this was a, a video with like just over a thousand views. So I'm assuming these guys are relatively new. I don't really know. You know, I do not know either. Uh, but either way, uh, solid matchup between these two. You could tell that these two teams like had some sort of feud going into this because this was a this was like a 20 minute matchup. Mm. Uh, and it, like I said, it felt a little clunky in some points, a little awkward here and there, but all, all together, this was a pretty solid tag team matchup and I'm going to give it the high math. Nice. By yeah. the way, case I looked it up, according to cage match, Warhoss has been a tag team from 2020 to 2021. So they are about So yes, relatively new. In, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, like it was, it was decent. This, this match was good. I'm going to give it that high math. Um, uh, the only thing that's stopping me from giving it lower, I think, is the fact that. The, even though, like I said, even with all the problems, it definitely you could tell that both of these teams were putting like their heart into this match. Gotcha. Uh, it definitely showed that they that they love that they 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 love what they were doing, mm-hmm. and that they were both teams were absolutely like into this match. Yeah, and that they both gave it their all. Um, and 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 that 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 feeling carried over, uh, and I think that's what made me give it the high meh instead of just the meh, even even with all the awkwardness that did happen. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, what's your <laughs> second match of the week after that confusing review I just did because I couldn't figure out how to speak words? We all have a review where we can't speak words. I've had I've definitely had plenty in my time. Uh, I my my match was uh, Kira Hogan against Priscilla Kelly at Elite Wrestling Entertainment. Nice. So I thought this match was going to be recent because it was uploaded in like 2021. Mm-hmm. But after a more research than I probably needed to, I actually believe this match occurred in 2015 and was a first match between these two. Wow. Yeah. I noticed immediately when I saw Kelly and she wasn't in her usual like look. Like she had like black hair and like she never usual like Priscilla Kelly attire that I was like, oh. And yeah, then Kira Hogan you. came to the ring and she was a face and I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's oh. that shouldn't be. Yeah, I was like, huh? I was like, okay. So <laughs> this uh, this is again, like I said before, it's a call and elbow tie up to start off the match. It always is. The two jockey for control for a bit. Kelly has to elbow her way out of the headlock, and Hogan then runs at her and shoves her to the ground. And Kelly okay. does then try to make a comeback with an arm drag, but Hogan's able to block it and then hit Kelly with her own arm drag. Very nice. 
Hogan then locks in a deep headlock that uh, Kelly gets out of by using her legs to uh put. It's kind of like um, what's it um? She uses her legs to like lock Hogan in a leg lock, so Hogan has to like okay. kip up out of it. Cool. She then uh locks in another headlock on Kelly, so she's this time forced to rake Hogan's face because she won't stop going for this headlock. Okay. And uh, Hogan tries to cinch in another one. But this time, Kelly actually has a counter for it that's not just be, uh, beating her up, which is she Irish whips her off of her and hits her with a big German, <coughs> which gives her control of the match. All right. Sick. Hogan is able to fight back and get Kelly off of her, and then we get to this. Oh, I remember this now. There's this weird spot between these two, right, where Hogan's running the ropes, right? Mm-hmm. And she runs it for longer than you think it is, like just slightly longer, and Kelly's just kind of standing there. Okay. And then she waits, and then finally Hogan, like, runs towards her, and then she drop toll holds her. <laughs> and I was just like, what? What was that spot? God. So. Oh, boy, the sweat's coming on already. I'm already sweating. Like a fucking. Like yeah. A whole in church. This is bad. All right, so after this, uh, she puts her in her own headlock, and uh, Hogan's able to, get, able to get out of this by ramming Kelly into the corner, and then she connects a uh, jumping body splash into a bulldog. Mm-hmm. In spite of this, Kelly actually is able to get back into this by yanking Hogan's hair back to the mat via a handful of hair. She okay. then sits up Hogan, and we actually get a very, like, prototype era Priscilla Kelly, because she starts just kicking her back repeatedly. Yikes. And I was like, yes, this is what I remember for her, Priscilla <laughs> Kelly. And she even hits a meteor right after this that uh, she tries to convert into a pin that Hogan kicks out of. Sick. We don't really get a lot of... I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, we don't get a lot of those spots again in this match, but, like, I... Since now that I know this is a prototype, it was neat to see, like, little prototypes of these two's wrestling careers. If this match is as old as I think it is. Okay. So Hogan is able to fight back uh, Kelly to the ropes. And then she chops her in the chest a few times for hitting a snapmare. And then kicking her in the, in, uh, kicking Kelly in her back as payback. <laughs> she then, Kelly then counters this by hitting her own chop to Hogan's chest. And then she continues her momentum by beating her up with strikes in the corner more Again, more similar to how I expected Priscilla Kelly to fight. Mm-hmm. She goes for a kick, but Hogan's actually able to catch it and then throws Kelly face first into the mat. Then she then follows us up with a leg drop to the back of Kelly's neck. Woof. Which, yeah, woof. The two of them are exhausted after this, though. So they both of them get up at the same time, but Kelly's the first one to strike as she knocks Hogan to the mat with a few kicks. She goes for a cover, but Hogan gets a rope break. So Kelly continues to beat Hogan down until she gets her to her feet. She goes for, a ra- for her roundhouse kick to finish her the surprise kick, which I didn't know that was a thing. But uh, Hogan I, sees I mean, this coming. But wait, didn't somebody else have something called the surprise Alec kick recently? Price. Right. From yep. Limitless Wrestling. So when I heard the surprise kick, I was like... It was like I was like, that, sounds, that sounded familiar. It's like the meme of the guy with like, the question marks. Or is it like, yeah, what? like, huh? I don't even know what Priscilla Kelly's actual finisher is now. It's been a minute since I've seen a match with hers. But um, Oh, yeah. She, uh, she's, she wrestled, like, in the the tag team, the ta- the women's tag team title tournament on NXT. Oh, yeah, she is in NXT now. Uh, yeah, Gigi Dolin. Uh, and, like, she wrestled that one match, and then I don't think we've seen her since. Ah. Well, anywho, Hogan actually sees this and grabs Kelly's Oh, I don't leg. watch NXT, so I guess I can't say. She uh, throws it away from her, which then fires Hogan up, and then she rapidly forearms Kelly in the face, follows us up with two running elbows, a spin kick, and then a double underhook suplex. If nice. I recall correctly, this is like one of my favorite spots of the match. Or it sounds, sounds pretty awesome. 
This doesn't net her the win, though. So Hogan goes right back what? at Kelly, but Kelly hits her finisher out of fucking nowhere. Oh, God. And then Hogan kicks out of it. <laughs> Great. So Kelly goes to pick Hogan up, but then Hogan hits her with a jawbreaker and then a, her swinging neckbreaker finisher for the win. Damn. I was just like, Damn. oh, wow. That... Big, big finish to this one. Yeah. So I will say this. Nothing really stood out to me, though, for this match. And the chemistry okay. between these two wasn't as great as I thought it would be. But granted, like I said, if it's as early on as I think it is, it makes a lot of sense because I know how much these two have improved because I've seen recent matches from both of these two. Mm-hmm. And they are fantastic competitors now. True. Also, True commentary that. was not the best in this match. Not gonna lie. Man, we have had a bad string of run with commentary yeah, There were some huh? comments here and there <laughs> that I was just kind of like, hmm... Mm, I'm gonna maybe that, you shouldn't have said that. I'm gonna let that slide because it's you're just gonna keep because they kept talking and I was like, and it wasn't anything bad, but like nothing, they didn't really do anything for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. So, um, I think uh, I'm gonna give this match a meh. I was considering the low meh, but I'll give it the meh circumstances withstanding. But it's not really anything special. Like you could probably find a better match between these two. In fact, no. I'll put it on here. I know these two had other matches after this because I looked this up on their cage match to see when these two fought because I was curious to see how if these two had fought before this. All right. All right. So, yeah, we're going to give it like, a uh, Okay. Just barely right. skirts the low mat for me. Oof, yikes. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, hey, I, I, uh, I'm, I, like you said, there's, there's more matches between them, and I'm sure they're great. Oh, uh, yeah. I fucking love both of them. Especially, oh god, Hogan had um, a great showing at at the uh, was the, it was the Collective, right? Yep. Yeah, she yep. had a great showing against. Uh, she fought. She uh, fought Trisha uh, Dora. Thicken. She fought the. She defended the tag titles with her ho- with her partner against uh, Thick the, and Juicy Two Point Yeah, great matches too. Mm-hmm. And Priscilla Kelly, I've seen plenty. There's even like a match on here that I can't remember which one it was that I marked out so hard for. <laughs> forgot who she fought. Anyhow, I'm not yeah, gonna. I'm it, not gonna it's been a. Up. It's been a. Uh, we, we've had we've had uh, lots of markouts here. So yes, yes, we have. All right, sick. Uh, let's let's get into my second match of the week. We got uh, Angel Camacho take it on Lindsay Snow from Mission Pro Wrestling. Nice. Uh, Lindsay Snow, we all know, is a, a badass. Uh, tattooed, uh, awesome uh, women's wrestler, and Angel Camacho is a huge man. <laughs> a huge uh, man. <laughs> absolutely gigantic human being. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and I only point this out because the the entire, like, the, the whole beginning of this match is Angel Camacho being like, why are we even having this match? She shouldn't be in the ring with a huge guy like me. Look oh. at the size difference between us. Look at my bicep is the size of her head. And he's like, she's like flexing. He's like, look at the size of my arms. He's like flexing. And then, and then Lindsay Snow flexes with him. And she's like, that's what we call an eclipse, baby. An eclipse, <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, a fantastic line. Oh, but- okay. But yeah, this whole time, it, Camacho is just, like, talking Snow's ear off, right? Like, she's, he's just like, you don't deserve to be in this ring with me. Look at the size of me compared to you. There's no way you have, there's no way you can win this match. He goes, you know what? Even to start this off, just to, I'll even give you my arm. Here, see what you can do with it. Oh, that is a mistake. Uh, she give, he gives, he gives her, uh, his arm, and she goes to arm drag him. Does, he doesn't budge. Goes for it again doesn't budge um, uh but 
eventually uh, she is able to take him down and get in a quick flurry of offense that kind of catches Camacho off like off guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hits like a couple of solid elbow strikes, knocks him down into the corner, hits like a sliding elbow into the corner, mm-hmm. uh, and then Camacho gets back to his feet. Uh, she goes to, she goes to strike him again, and when she does this time, Camacho shakes it off, comes back, uh, and just starts absolutely brutalizing Snow. Oh my god! Uh, for the next maybe like two or three minutes of this match, it's just Camacho just like tossing Snow around oh, and just using his using his size against her and just absolutely just like doing everything he can to destroy her and trash talking her the whole time still, you know. God. He's a uh, huge man. Yeah, there's one point where he hits her with like a splash and he's like, How are your ribs feeling? <laughs> she's like and then she's like, They hurt real bad. <laughs> um I love this badger between these two. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, like like at least uh, there's no crowd. It's like there's no crowd. It's just like an empty, like completely empty training center. Oh. Looks like between these two, so uh, the talking is a huge part of it because otherwise there would be like no sound. Mm. Um, just not because it's literally just these two wrestlers and the ref. There's nobody else in this arena. There's nobody else where they're wrestling, mm. and and the camera people. But that's it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, there's a lot of talking in this match. I guess to make up for the the, the silence otherwise. Uh, but there is there is a point where uh, Snow uh, does catch a big strike from Camacho and locks it in an armbar for a bit. Ooh. Um, and Camacho is able to fight out uh, and give uh, and give uh, a big slam to Lindsay Snow here. Mm. Uh, Camacho hits another another splash, uh, goes for the pin, uh, and Snow kicks out. Which makes Camacho very mad at the ref because he's like, "Look at me! Look at her! She shouldn't have kicked out of that! No way! You're right!" He's like, "No way! That was only two. There's no way she could have kicked out of that." And and the ref's like, "I swear it was two. I, I counted. It was only two. I swear. <laughs> it was only two. I swear. Don't kill me." Yeah, uh, and Camacho gets pissed again, so he uh, and Snow gets to her feet, and he and he, he's like, "You know what? Go ahead, get some shots in. Hit me right on the chin. Go for it." Uh. And Snow does. She lays in some shots here and there. Uh, and these shots, you could tell, like, you could tell that Camacho, I think this, uh, he sells them very well because he sells, Camacho sells these shots like he's, like, he, like, he's being steely on the outside and, like, wants to shake them off. But, like, <laughs> he's doing, like, the woof after every shot. Like, like, you could tell they're hurting. Yeah. So, like, he takes a shot and he, like, stands there, but his face is, like, and he, like, yep, hit me. he's, like, yep. Go again. Go ahead. Like, yep. But after every shot, he gets like less and less confident that he can take the next shot. Uh, so there's one point where she like runs the ropes to go get in like a big, big elbow, but he like scoops her up and catches her into a Samoan drop position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Snow is able to fight her way out. Hits hit a nice uh, like a nice strike combination. It's like elbow uh, just straight. Just Punch to the face, uh, gut kick, and then she hits a stunner, which takes Camacho down mm-hmm. for like the first time in forever. This match, Camacho is on the ground, and Snow Snow's got the upper hand here. Nice, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, she goes for the pin, is unable to get it right there. Snow, uh, Camacho does kick out. Uh, Camacho gets the upper hand back for like a second, <laughs> slams her to the ground, goes up to the top rope for a splash. Snow is able to roll out of the way. Oh shit. Uh, and hit 
and hit like a sh- like a shining wizard like running knee mm-hmm. while Camacho is like recovering from missing the the splash. Nice. Uh, hits the running knee, takes him to the ground, gets the one two three. Lindsay Snow wins this match. <coughs> nice. Yeah, takes out takes <laughs> out Camacho with a big knee. I I like this one. This one this match is short, but this match is short, sweet, and it's to the point. You know, like there's a lot of trash talk between these two for sure. Um, like Camacho's doing a lot of trash talking. Lindsay Snow's doing some trash talking back. Uh, it's a lot of this. This match has a lot of good character work from both of these two. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what sold me on it. At, uh, because I did like it a lot, even though it was dead silent with no fans. Uh, mm. and kind of short. I did end up liking it a lot because these two. Uh, I think Lindsay Snow played a very did a very good job of like selling uh Camacho's moves as being like brutal because he's huge. And I think Camacho also did a great job of selling when Lindsay Snow did get back into it and get those strikes in, you know, like I, like yeah. I was talking about how he like the way he sold the strikes was very like, oh, 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 you could tell they're making an impact, you know? Yeah, it's nice. When they, it's it's great when that happens. Exactly. Uh, and and like I said, Lindsay Snow ends up getting the one with the big running knee. Uh, and then this match was solid. Uh, I give I think I'm going to give this one. I think this one's going to stay. Ah, you know what? Nah, this one gets a high math for me. I like it. I was gonna nice. give it a math, but I I think I I enjoyed it enough that uh it was pretty solid. Fair enough. So yeah, I'm gonna give this one a high math from from me. And then uh I believe that's both of our matches this week, correct? Yes. All right. So let's move on to the big surprise match uh, that nobody knows about yet, uh, and talk about the match we both took a look at, a match from Resistance Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. We got Melanie Cruz taking on Nikki St. John in an I Quit match. I did not know that Melanie Cruz was Mel from AEW. Holy shit! I didn't either until you literally just said those words. Yep, I looked up. I looked them both of them online just to see, like you know, if like they were still wrestling, or, like they were doing anything. And I, Melanie Cruz, first thing I see is their picture. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, oh Mel. I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I I had no idea until you just said something. I'm gonna be real with you. I I don't blame you. She hasn't been huh. on. She hasn't done anything on TV in a while. That's fair. Oh yeah, this one. Yep. Yep. Nightmare. Collective. Oh, it's probably it's probably the shaved head that I didn't. Re- uh, it's because I didn't realize. Yep. I, I once I saw the shaved head and I saw uh, and I Mel. I was like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. I probably didn't. Re- I didn't recognize her because she actually had hair in this. Yeah, like she and, had like long hair yeah, in this match. I even remember when she got recruited to the Nightmare Collective before they killed off that unfortunately bad angle where she got her head shaved. I mean, listen, if it's not working, I know that's why I say it's unfortunate. They have to, they have to pivot, Did right? I, like nobody liked it. God, I I wanted that to work so bad i was like please let this work because i wanted to see yeah, where it, it go was, and then it just didn't it was rough rough but they killed it off early and they didn't yeah they didn't try to, they didn't try to force it which was nice yeah so uh going back to this match the backstory is that this is a blood feud between these two yeah melanie was the current resistance pro uh, women's champion but mm-hmm. she got hurt so she had to vacate the title and she was champion for 294 days but she got and it was only because of her posse, which included Nikki St. John, that she was able to keep the belt that long. Very interesting. So Nikki believed that she was... Eventually, things got tense between Nikki and Melanie because Nikki believed she was a bully. So she betrayed her. And since then, the two of them had been at bad terms. So this is basically a heel versus a heel match. Though the crowd I love... Like, I, appreci- I appreciate the uh, the fact that we have a historian here. Yes. 
This is uh, my job. Though this is research. So, uh, so this match right now is for the vacant Resistant Pro Women's Championship that Melanie had to vacate when she got hurt. Yes. So that's the that's the story going into this match. Uh, and it it I think it resulted in a pretty good match. <laughs> this match was pretty good for me. There, this match was pretty good, but I will say. There were definitely some things about this match that I was not the biggest fan of. Lots of sleeper holds. God. <laughs> lots, of, this match, lots of fucking rest holds, man. This match, this match did not have to be a half hour it long. It was abysmally slow for a bunch of it. Yeah. And, like, the wrestling was good. At times when they actually got popped, when they were, like, oh, going I don't off, think there was anything wrong with the wrestling. Yeah, it was good. It was a bit clunky at times, but it was good. It's just that it was so goddamn slow at points. So slow. It's like, like it's an I quit match. You gotta go pedal to the metal, bust out the hardcore stuff. But yeah, I if, feel like I feel like it started off quick when yeah. uh, when Melanie just, like, darts to the ring. Just like, beat the shit out of Nikki in the ring. It was in the ring waiting for her. Yeah, Nikki was in the ring. She just did her entrance. Then Mel's music hits, and she just guns it to the ring and just starts beating the shit out of Nikki. Just beats her ass, goes out into the crowd. I think they throw Melanie throws Nikki into a wall, and makes a hole in it. They're gonna not I, get and that gave me that. Hi, and that gave me high hopes for this match that because was I start. thought it was going to be like that the whole time. It was not. <laughs> it was not like they fought in the concession stand. Nikki got beat over the head with like a baking sheet, and so did Melanie. But I have to say, I have to now talk about my least favorite part of this entire match. Mikey, what do you say, Nikki or Melanie? Do you say I quit? Oh she my says god, no. every fucking every five fucking minutes, five minutes dude. This referee with this microphone was in their face. The mic was too loud. It sounded like crap. And I was just like, please stop. And when he finally gets spoilers, gets hit in the face, I was like, thank fucking thank God. God. There was a point where the commentator was like, I'm surprised they even just taken the mic from him, hit the other one in the face. I'm like, why haven't they? Like, Yeah, I have, a, I, have I literally have a note here uh, that says, I wish, I wish the ref wouldn't ask so much. Like, there are points where, like, the girl is literally getting choked out, and he's asking her if she's, I'm like, bro, you don't need to have the mic in her face if she can't fucking answer the damn question. Bro, yeah. Come- like, yeah. oh, God. I was like, this is why you need things at certain, like, you can't overdo it. Because, like, it got to the point where I was like, bro, say it again. Say it one more time. I swear to God. I swear to God. Uh, Yeah, let's, yeah, that was that was a little rough. That was very annoying. I hated that the ref asked so often. Oh. It's like, listen, you don't need to constantly ask them. Like she we, gets, get, we get it tonight, quit match. Like, Just... Like, relax. One of them gets kicked in the face. Do you quit? I'm like, no, she's not gonna fucking quit when she got kicked yeah, in the right? face. Yeah, right? It's like, they do such what? like a, they do like such like a trivial move. Or they're in like a rest hold, and he's like, do you want to give up? And it's like, obviously they're not gonna give up. Yeah, it's like, bro, we're 25 minutes into this match. I don't think a sleeper hold is gonna get her to give up. I don't think a sleeper hold is gonna do it, yeah. Uh, but there, there is some, there are some cool points in this match. Yeah, uh, That are. I liked. Like when, uh, there's, when they're, when they're fighting on the outside after their fight, after they fought at the snack stand, mm-hmm. uh, when Nick, when Nikki, uh, Irish whips Melanie into the, the turnbuckle <laughs> oh, on the like, outside she got, like, and sick. Mel and <laughs> Melanie just like sold it like death. Yeah. It looks like she like, <laughs> it looks like she got shot out of a cannon at it. You she know, flew into that ring post. Yeah. It looks like someone just like launched her out of a cannon right into the ring mm-hmm. post. And she just like went, Ba-ding! 
it bounced off. Yeah. I also liked how when she got back in the ring, she was busted open. Uh, Nikki hit a Luthez press and then just began to wail on her bloody head with just the chain wrap fist that she had just wrapped around. Yeah, the... yeah, she... Nikki grabs good. Nikki grabs a chain when she goes back in the ring and she wraps around her knuckles and she just beats the ever loving shit out of Melanie with her with her fist mm-hmm. just wrapped in a chain and it's like damn yeah damn oh. Nikki also hit after this a sick looking like seated surfboard crossface on Melanie that I was like oh shit mm-hmm. I was like that's mm-hmm. some that that was where I was like okay all right I'm like it's a little slow but it's fine yeah some really cool stuff here like there's some very interest. there was some interesting interesting moves in this matchup for sure yeah and like there's like points where like Melanie's on, is like in control and like the two of them are literally mm-hmm. just taking turns just choking each other out at points in this match yeah that's that's when I start, kind of started falling out of it and like kind of losing my attention on it is when they just started trading rest holds back and forth and like choke holds back and forth yeah like I was like alright this is like we don't need to slow it down this much and this, this is where this is where the match goes from like being like that nice pace mm-hmm. of where just them just like beating the crap out of each other to just like slowing to a halt. Yeah. You know? And it's so um they do eventually they'll go to the outside and get a chair. So when I got the mm-hmm. chair, I was like, oh shit, this is like weapon three so far, because they've used a baking sheet and a chair. The baking sheet in the beginning where they where she <laughs> So yeah, when they're fighting by the where they're fighting by the snack stand like Nikki just like takes like a baking sheet that looked like it had cookies on it that they were selling and just wings it over Melanie's head. <laughs> I was just like, "All right, fucking baking sheet." Let's, all right. I love the sound a baking sheet makes when you hit somebody with it, like the dong. Yeah, <laughs> like it's awesome. So good. Oh my god! All right, so let's see. I think if I recall, oh yes, now I remember. So Nikki got this chair, and I remember she hit Melanie, and I remember thinking to myself, "Those do not look. Those are not pretty looking chair shots." Yeah, like I was like, yeah, they, they, they were like they, they were, impact, they were rough looking. They were rough look. I was like, oh no, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. Like they nailed each other with chair with the chair. Uh, mm-hmm. Did Melanie? No, she didn't hit her over the head with it. Now that we're not. No, there was loose. no, there was no, there was no head. Chair this isn't Lucha Underground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let's see. Um. Oh, there's that was a, a ref- <laughs> that was a reference to the episode that never came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Oh my god! So like at one point, like there's a nice spot where um, Melanie, uh, actually no, Nikki actually uh, jams the chair into like Melanie's like throat and just choking, choking her again, just choking her again. But I was like, okay, if you're gonna be creative with it, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> this match felt like how many different ways can I choke out this person? <laughs> my favorite one, probably by the way, was when she stuck her in the corner, wrapped both her arms over the top rope, and then jammed her foot into her throat and just pulled her arms forward. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I'm like that's creative. Yeah. But, yeah. like, granted, after, like, 15 minutes of rest holds. It's like, we listen, get to more violent stuff. There was uh, one. Uh, Nikki, oh, Melanie hit an awesome-looking uh, spinning sidewalk slam on Nikki. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was her finishing move, wasn't it? I think it hit? was. It might have been. I don't know. I I think they called it something. I forgot what they called it. Oh, but cruise I, control. I think cruise control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She but she hits that. But as she's hitting cruise control, she does like a she does she does like an airplane spin with it yeah. first, uh, which which uh, causes Nikki to kick the ref in the face. Oh yeah, that's after that. Yeah, after that, after she hits that, she hits the she goes for it and kicks the ref in the face. And I wrote because mm-hmm. this is wrestling. The ref is just gone. The ref is out for like the ref is out like a light because refs are like have glass jaws. Ah, uh, yes. In wrestling sometimes. I remember. I had to look up Melanie's finisher to figure out what this was actually was. Shit. This is an Argentine backbreaker rack face buster. 
That was a lot of words you just said in, in succession. Yes, but the easiest way to describe it is, but it's Bianca Belair's KOD, except instead of going forward with it, she just put, she just drops her to the side of her. That's you see, that is much easier. You're right. Like, so, like, I just thought it was hilarious when I looked this up online. That was the description. And I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, wow, that's that's a fucking. Oh my god! So Nikki, yeah. the, so Melanie goes outside the ring and gets a table, and I was really fucking excited for this table. I was like, gets the announcer's table, yeah, nonetheless, I was like, fuck because yeah. the because the commentators don't shut the fuck up that it's their table for the rest of the match. Yes, it's like, what are we gonna do? I'm like, you sit there or you stand. You sitting. stand there and call the action and deal with not having a table for two seconds. Before we get into this, what did you think of commentary in this match? It was they were completely whatever. They were fine. We've had we've had such a bad string of commentary recently. It's like, just like it hurts so bad. For me, but yeah, the commentary was like so. I I I love and respect commentators so much, but like, man, this it's been rough lately. Yeah, uh, the, for me, the, the commentary on this one wasn't great. It wasn't great. There was some again some things said where I was like, mm, you have yeah. straddled that rope and you have not jumped off of it. But I could have done without no. That. Uh, so anywho, let, let, let's just let's just say one of the commentators was very thirsty for Nikki. Yes, St. John. I remember that, and I was like, I get he's playing a character, but I could do without this. Like, you don't need to do this. Like, we don't need to go back to like Attitude Era, like Jerry Lawler calling everything puppies. Like, relax. Like, <laughs> we're over puppy. that. We're fucking over that shit. That's why I hate when Jerry Lawler. I still hate it to this day when Jerry Lawler's on when Jerry Lawler's on like any commentary for WWE, mm. especially when he was on commentary for the Women's Rumble. Oh it's like, my why? god! Why? Oh, you know I he's gonna that. say something dumb. I, I yeah, he knows. Okay, <laughs> so Melanie sets up the table near the corner, puts Nikki on top of it. She points to the top and says, I'm going to go to the top or some bullshit like that. I, I couldn't remember what it says off the top she, of my head. Yeah, she, she puts Nikki on the table and she wants to go up to the top. But then, uh... I fucking suck. Out, out of nowhere, I believe his name is Luke D'Angeli's, they Lou called him. Luke Lou. It Was it Lou or Luke? I think it's Lou because he apparently worked in this wrestling promotion. But I, I reversed this like 20 times and I'm like, it's Lou D'Angeli. I'm like, I got nothing. I have nothing else. Yeah, I got I got Luke D'Angeli because they never actually showed his name. It was just the commentator never. saying it very fast. So oh, we, we, we're we're like we're like going by what we heard. Yeah. So it's like Luke D'Angeli's, Lou D'Angeli's. Either yeah. way, uh, this this person who interferes is uh is with Nikki St. John. Yeah, her faction is uh, banned from ringside, but since the ref is knocked out, her Nikki, faction comes to ringside because yeah. What did he have? I believe it was he a, had like a. It was like. I, I he had like a pipe or like a wooden stick. I described it or in like my head handle? as a bright orange kendo stick, but I feel like that'd be a disservice to kendo stick, so I'm gonna go with a pool cue. It looked like it. It looked like it was like half of a pool cue, though. It looked yeah. like kind of short. It I don't was, know. It was. It was like a weird wooden stick. All I anyway. know is that when he swung it, I thought to myself, "That probably wouldn't even have hurt her if you swung that and hit her." Honestly, yeah. Uh, anyway, Luke D'Angeli shows up with this weird thing, uh, and goes to hit Melanie with it, but Melanie sees it coming, catches it, uh, and is able to, uh, beat Luke, beat Lou, Luke, whatever his name is, down, uh, and put him on the table, and then she stacks Nikki on top of Lou, uh, and then goes to the top to hit a leg drop, which she does, but the table doesn't break. Because I am the fucking table. I have, I have, table didn't break dot 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 that figures because i feel like in every single time we're ready we're ready for a big table spot the table never breaks these these indie companies need to get 
better ta- better breakaway or they need to set these tables up better they need to do something man i feel like whenever we watch an indie promotion that has like a, a table spot like one in every maybe like three times the table doesn't break yep and it's always just like man like i don't know take like a saw to it a little bit on the bottom or something like oh, yeah. like perforate it do something like make it easier to break because clearly something you're doing mm. something wrong and i will say that table was a fucking sturdy table that was like the table you leave outside for like a picnic and you know it's just not gonna fall apart yeah like i was like that was not breaking that's that table that's like in your that's been in your backyard for like ever and it's like never moved and it's gotten rained on and yep, just and like just like every there. kind of weather has hit it but you know it's never gonna break anyway never i <laughs> this table was sturdy and honestly it was probably better that lou was below nikki because honestly that would have sucked ass to take if that table didn't break and she's dropped that on her chest oh yeah so uh, the, yeah, the table, table, table didn't break uh everyone tips over melanie uh, chucks <laughs> the dude out of the ring throws the fucking table out of her way goes out gets a an extension cord <sighs> wraps it around Nikki's neck several times, chokes her, and then says, eh, fuck it, we've already choked each other enough, and just throws her over the top rope and basically hangs her. And mid-air, she's forced to say, I quit. I hate spots like this, man. It always terrifies me. I, I honestly... Spots like this scare the shit out of me. I don't blame you, but I have to say, this spot, the finish was awesome. And it... Uh, yeah, no, it was for the mat for the I quit match. It was great, yeah. but spots like this scare the ever loving shit out of me. Oh, was it cool? <laughs> Obviously, did it? Was it a great finish? Yes. Was it? Was it basically the only way to make Nikki say I quit? Probably at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's a cool finish, but it scares the ever loving shit out of me, man, because their feet are off the ground and they're literally just hanging there, and the only thing stop like between them and actually getting choked is like their fingertips and that is terrifying yeah yeah i mean i i can't i'm not gonna disagree with you oh man i like like i feel like like i'm I'm so glad this isn't used more i feel like it's just so risky for no reason it is incredibly risky but terrifying but the payoff goes i mean it it hits it hey if you if you've practiced it and done it safely i guess yeah I guess you're fine. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, I just can't. Very dangerous. Be, I just can't not be uncomfortable when I see a spot like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Nikki says I quit. Melanie wins her title back. And uh, ma- 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 the, match, the match is wrapped up in a bloody uh, extension cord bow. Yep. Uh, a actually, bloody extension cord noose bow. Yeah. I will say amongst all the issues i had with the match i actually really like the character work between these two just because it sold the blood feud of this match very well i agree like these two just radiated pure just what's the word here of toxic hatred for each other like just and it sold it that when that happened i was like yeah i believe that that was the only way she probably would quit but yep. again the pacing the fucking the ref the commentary just did not help this match for me and it makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, commentary, step it up. Step it the f- God damn it. One of these days, we're going to get, like, a really good commentary team. We're just going to be like, and praise, them, thank fuck, God. praise them from the fucking mountaintop. I need to watch some, we need to watch some PWG where, like, fucking, oh, like, Kevin, like, Kevin Steed and Excalibur on commentary oh, or something. That must be a good time. <laughs> I think I did watch a match where both of them were on commentary. And, yes, it was great. Nice. So what do you want to give this match? 
So I think I don't I don't think this match gets the mark out for me. No. I'm gonna be real because I think I think that I think the pacing absolutely killed it. I think if all of these spots happened and this match was 15 minutes instead of a half hour, and all these spots happened still, I think this would have been a mark out match. I think if they kept that pace up that they had in the beginning, where Melanie rushes to the ring and they're fighting on the outside, and I think if they just started going like spot to spot to spot. From mm-hmm. there, it would have been a mark out for me. Gotcha. But that one big part in the middle where they just go back and forth between choking each other out was such a such a killer. Oh god. In terms of in terms of my excitement for this match, you know, like mm-hmm. I it just absolutely shut me down. Uh so I think I'm gonna go with the meh here for this one. Uh actually I'll go with the high meh for this one. I, I'm gonna be I, I'm giving it the meh. Okay. Like I, the I'm pacing, gonna go the high man because I did like the character work. So yeah, the, there's a lot of there's some good things about it, but like the pacing again <sighs> did it for me. But brutal. what really did it the meth for me was the fucking referee with the goddamn asking it. Yeah, I was, was so sick of him. Five five minutes into this thirty minute match, I was like, okay, listen, you. And by the end, when they kicked him in the face, I was like, thank you, thank you for kicking him in the face, so I don't have to fucking hear this bullshit anymore. Yeah, that's fair. I totally understand that. The ref was it uh, very to me. Nothing against the ref, but whoever told you to keep asking that with that obnoxiously loud microphone needs to think about that or just not do that. Or yeah, tell you to that, do that. That was that was hard. This but, is why. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good wrestling wise. It was solid, except like yeah, like we said, except solid. for the pa- the pacing was rough. Yeah, like just when you're gonna ask them to say I quit, just like do it in like the important spots. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. Do it. Yeah, you don't have to do it after every like punch to the face or kick to the head or clothesline like you're like just just do like the big ones <laughs> that, that got me which fucking the punch do you quit well no oh i uh, got punched face i quit yeah like uh, any yeah so uh, yeah. we gave it the man the high man here uh so that brings us to the end of all of our matches this week so that just leaves us with the double down the double down this is the segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and bring matches uh, back from and watch them from each other's perspectives. Uh, Zach, who went first and then double down last week? Uh, let me think for a moment. I believe that I went second last week. So, so why don't you... You went first both times. So why don't you kick us off with the double down this All right, week? You gave me Pastor William Ever going against Ricky Combat at CCW. Mm-hmm. I thought that this match was solid as hell. Yep. I really liked the character work of the pastor. Mm-hmm. I loved how he just fully went with the fucking gimmick of the pastor thing from naming his finishers to Bible references mm-hmm. and just in the ring, just having mannerisms like when he was going to go suicide dive Ricky, but he had to do like the, the father, the son, the Holy spirit and pray for him and himself for him before he dove out. Love that. That's very good. Uh, Oh my God. I, I love when, like, he went to go ju- run at him, and he, like, slid to his knees, and he yelled, like, blessed in the world or something like that. Like, I just loved... I, blessed I, in the world. Yeah, yeah blessed that was solid. in the world. I was like, you got told to make a gimmick of being a preacher, and you went full in, and I'm all for it. Yep. Uh, oh, one thing that stood out to me uh, at the beginning of this match that was uh, when Combat hit the figure four, like, surfboard submission on Pastor. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, that looks... Shit, that was awesome. I've never seen the two of those combined, and I was very much a fan of that. Uh, let's see, the next okay. thing I loved was the Pastor's Trinity European uppercuts. Mm-hmm. Just because they looked brutal and hard-hitting, 
And I liked and then how the third one was like the the off the top yeah, rope I liked, one was hot. I loved how it was a nice change of pace where instead of him getting blocked on the last one and just giving up on it, kind of like Daniel Bryan's yes kicks, he instead mm-hmm. was like, "No, I'm hitting this from the top rope. Fuck you. I'm hitting this. I'm move. doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I don't care." Like that. Uh, I liked how um, after combat got hit with this Holy Trinity, then he hit past with the blue thunder bomb, the fucking disgusting looking ripcord back elbow, and then the double underhook suplex. Yep. Love that. Uh, I did also find it interesting, with the finish in mind, that Pastor kicked out of Combat's finisher, mainly because commentary said that was the it was the first time for everything, and I was like, oh wait, was he? It's the first time someone's kicked out of that. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But aside from all that, let's talk about the finish, Mikey. Okay. This finish, same thing I have from you from last week. But to give anyone that didn't listen to that, the episode last week, what basically happened was Pastor hit a Uranagi to the back, a Uranagi backbreaker on combat, went for his finisher, The Last Supper, great name by the way. Also very good. Because I'm pretty sure it's like he was going to do like The Last Ride, but just be The Last Supper. But mm-hmm. combat wiggled out of it, except he got then fucking blasted by a lariat from the Pastor for the win. Yeah. But commentary did not do a good job of selling this at all. No. And it kind of deflated the match for me, I'm not going to lie. Yep. I was vibing with it. Like I was saying to you, I saw the close eye and I was like, damn. All right. Pinned him. Everyone, like, the bell didn't ring after the ref covered the pin. And I was like, okay. And then combat looked pissed. So I didn't know if he meant to kick out or he just didn't. Just confused me. I don't know. I, listen, like. Now, if they just if they just went with it, it would have been better. Absolutely, it would have been better because that clothesline looked brutal. I think that clothesline looked brutal enough to end it. Oh, absolutely, right? Yeah, that was a it was a pretty big lariat. Yeah. It looks like it turned combat inside out. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I if that watched... was if that was actually the finish, it would be like yeah. completely a hundred percent believable. I've seen people getting beaten with less flashy moves in indie wrestling at this point now. Exactly, it's like if you if commentary just played it off and if the bell if they just rang the bell when the ref said ring the bell nobody would have been the wiser yeah but i mean hey they can work i mean like it makes pastor look huge because he kicked out the first one to kick out of the guy's finisher and then he beat him and he's a former heavyweight champion for the company Mm-hmm. but um yeah overall i thought the match was good it was like fine solid with a few notable spots throughout it that i mentioned i like pastor's character work a lot but uh, mm-hmm. I think this opinion of mine wasn't as high as yours just because I knew what to expect going into it. You know what That's I mean? That's fair. Like, you didn't know what you were going to get from this. I knew what I was getting. For that, okay. the match gets a met for me. Totally understandable. So, what match did I give you? Uh, I... You gave me uh, Genocide and Holly Dead taking on Vipress and Harlow O'Hara. <laughs> that fucking... <laughs> that match. Oh, yeah, I remember this. You like the, uh, the banter between the two of them. Yes, from a... Uh, from a promotion I forgot to write down. That would be the... Uh, it was Title Match Wrestling Network's Ladies' Night Out, I believe. Ladies' Night Out. I'm just going to write that down for future reference. Awesome. That's not how you spell ladies. <laughs> there we go. Y-S? No, I I, I, spent, I spelt laffies. L-A-F-I-E-S. Because <laughs> my fingers are fat. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, let's get into Genocide versus Holly Dead. Uh, Genocide and Holly Dead versus uh, Vipress and Harlow O'Hara here, the one you gave me from last week. This match was solid. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Uh, Vipress and Harlow taking control of this one to start, uh, giving Holly Dead quite the beating. Yes. Uh, but at one point, they do a... I don't know why this constantly happened in this match, 
but it felt like they forgot they were in a tag team match and kept throwing each other into their partners. Yes. You know, they like, like, mm-hmm. like, Vipress and Harlow O'Hara were beating the hell out of Holodead, but at one point they just throw her into genocide. Yes. And it's like, that, why would you, why did you, but what, why did you do yeah. that? Because now there, genocide just tags herself in and then she's able to get some offense off. There were several times I think where like they hit them with a move and they like let them crawl the other side. Like, why, 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 what, what, no. There was, there was points where they let them crawl the other side. There was points where they just straight up like Irish whipped them into their own corner so they could just like get a tag off. There was one point where I think Holly Dead like tries to like uh, acknowledge it. Uh, mm-hmm. She like throws. She, I think she, like, threw Vipress into the corner, and Harlow was on the ropes, and she just, like, punched Harlow and was like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He clocked him in the, clocked her in the face. I remember yeah. that. Like, get, get, get out of here. Get out, get, shoo. Get down. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, throughout the whole team, at the whole point, there was, like, very aggressive tags between Genocide and Holly yes. They just kept, like, slapping each other, basically. But, also, they did have some good uh, double-team spots, which I, thought were, which I thought was neat, because they sh- cause it was like, sure, they hate each other, but they could still work together at some points. Yeah. You know? Uh, so that I thought that was cool that they, that they, at some points, were able to, like, not argue for five seconds. Yeah. Uh, but there was also other points where they couldn't not argue every five seconds, mm-hmm. and Genesa and Vipress and Harlow O'Hara kept uh, like k- taking advantage of that and getting the upper hand. Yes. By beating them up while they were arguing, which again I thought was very good that they were like that that they if you could feel that they were like trying to be a team but still like don't like each other very much, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, they, they were trying to be professional at some points and be like, yeah, let's just hit this double-team move and get it over with and try yeah. to get this pin and get out of here. <laughs> we uh, don't want to be together any longer than we need to be. Yeah, the, the the one point where it, like, culminates with their arguing is when they're, like, on the outside and they're just, like, sh- genocide and holiday are just, like, shoving each other and, like, yelling at each other mm-hmm. while Vipress climbs to the top rope. Yeah. Uh, and just, like, to the outside, just hits a crossbody and takes them both out. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, at one point, the match gets back settled, and it's Holodead and Vipers in the ring, I think, and, oh no, it's, Genocide is legal, yeah. uh, and, uh, was about to get beat down by, I think, Harlow, or, I think it was Harlow, and Holodead slides in and just hits a huge spine buster, mm-hmm. and is like, he's like, why were you letting her beat you like that? She's, that's when they start arguing yep. again, like, yep. It's like, what, uh, what the fuck, what the hell, why, why can't you handle them both? I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gives Vipers and O'Hara chances to recover, so they both get to their feet. But uh, before they could get any momentum, uh, Genocide and Holodead are able to hit both of their finishers. Uh, and <laughs> Holodead shoves Genocide off the pin and goes for the pin herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that same, what What was it? I'm legal, idiot. Yeah, or I'm, I'm legal, legal, moron. stupid. Yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> Just so blatantly, like, stupid. Yeah. Uh, and the, they ended up getting the win despite their differences here with Holiday and uh, Genocide. Yeah. Uh, this match was solid. Like I like I really like I really like them constantly arguing and how it kept costing them big spots in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I wish it cost them a little more. Like I kind of wish like part of me kind of wishes they lost this one. Yeah, they uh, dominated a lot of this match if I recall correctly, and I remember yeah. being surprised that like the actual tag team just got dominated. Yeah, part of me wishes they would have lost because I feel like it would have put even more heat on their rivalry for their match coming up. Yes, because they could just yell at each other and be like, "You, it, we lost because of you." No, we lost because of you. Mm-hmm. Like, with with them both winning, it's like 
it doesn't put over their feud anymore. You know, I, I don't like. I just don't agree with this ending here. That's all I'm saying. I just think I just think they're arguing should have made them lose to build more heat for their match coming up instead of mm-hmm. them winning and being like, oh, okay, yeah, just oh, now they're gonna fight. Like, yeah, what? Our call that they beat each other up and then just like just leave through the fucking back of the school building, just beating each other up. Yeah, it's like okay, like you like whatever. Sure. Okay. Like you could have got. You could have gotten the same. You could have gotten more heat if they lost. But whatever. But whatever. Uh, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give this one a meh. It was fine. Yep. yep I can it was completely decent. Uh, nothing. Nothing too cray cray here. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up for all of our matches this week. Zach, I guess took care of the double down. Took care of all of our uh, matches for the week. So before I get into the plugs, uh, why don't we give the people a little preview of next week? Yes. Uh, all right. So the matches I'm bringing next week. We got Lilith Grimm taking on Draven Lee from Great South Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 starting to I'm starting to 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 copy you and find the random promotions. Nice, let's go. Uh, and I'm also bringing a match from GCW <laughs> once again. No, not that one. Oh we got yeah, wait. Generation Championship Wrestling back on back on the Indie Waters card, and we got Sky Blue taking on. Another uh, another person we actually take a look at in this episode. We got Sky Blue versus Kira Hogan from Generation Championship oh, Wrestling. Hopefully, this will be a good Kira Hogan match, and it'll yeah. Just I guess know. we'll see. I'm gonna be honest. When I was picking this match, I completely forgot you picked a Kira Hogan match for this episode. So I was just like, oh, this one looks cool. I just saw I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's a funny coincidence. Whoops. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So what what do you got next week? So next week I've got Janai Kai going against Ziggy Heim at Uncanny Attractions Drags and Drop Kicks. Polyam Cult Ziggy Party Heim, Three. Baby. Polyam Cult Party Three. Yes. Run by the Polyam King himself, MV Young. Yep. I saw this on YouTube and I was like, I have been wanting a Ziggy Heim match. The Polyam Cult Leader himself. Ever. And then I saw Janai Kai and I was like, I'm sold. Let's go. Nice. nice. And then I, like I have th- okay. This match I picked. Because of how much I've watched Up Up Down Downs fucking uh, <laughs> Battle of the Brands. You've got Stokely Hathaway, a.k.a. Malcolm Bibbins. Oh, nice. And Maxwell okay. Jacob Friedman going against Space Monkey and John Atlas at Greek Town Wrestling. Space Monkey and John Atlas. What a team. I just love the idea of. I just picked, I saw MJF and I saw Bibbins and I was like, this has got to be just. This has got to be hilarious, even if it's not a good match. Oh, I'm sure it'll be it's gotta great. It's got to be very entertaining. I also like Space Monkey just teaming up with a guy named John. Yep. At a I'm place. like, hi, I'm John. I'm John, and this is my partner, Space Monkey. Yep. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And then we've got... And then Great oh, yeah, Wrestling's then, new. Yeah, and then we got we got our uh, surprise match for for the one we're both watching, which I'm incredibly excited I for, I knew Zach. you would be. I This match was talked about on Cultaholics when they graded I'm Backlash. So Tom I'm said, so watch this match. It is a good thing. It's a great... It's a better version of the match that you saw at this show. As a hint. And I was like, Mikey and I must watch this because I I'm know so how excited. much he's going to fucking I'm love so this. Excited. I'm so excited for this match. I... I love this style of wrestling. Uh... And fans of the show, you probably know. Uh, if you go back in the uh, the archives, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, I love this style of wrestling. I cannot wait to watch this one. Uh, I already know that these two are going to put on a match that I'm obsessed with. Uh, it's, I cannot wait to be sports entertained. 
I, yes. Yes, <laughs> me neither. I'm very excited. So come back next week to find out what that match is. Uh, and here are reviews of the rest of the matches we just went over. Anyway, let's get the plugs out of the way. Uh, remember to go give us five stars over on iTunes. We would really, really, really appreciate that. We love we love all of you so much, and we would love to hear what you have to say about the show. So if you leave five stars and leave a written review, we will give you a shout-out on the show. Uh, because if you just leave five stars, we cannot tell who did that. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, but we would love to shout you out, so please leave that written review as well. And if you have suggestions for the show, go check us out over on Twitter at CountOutPod, where uh, we take suggestions for matches for this show uh if you have any send them send them into that twitter and we will also shout you out on the show for that uh because we love getting match recommendations we love when people tell us matches we should watch we love when people share the matches they love with us so they can be also be the matches that we love mm-hmm. uh so if 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 you are so inclined and have a match that you think we should check out go hit us up on twitter um, and go check out the rest of the shows here on the Canon Network, like Hit the Books every Friday, where me and Ryan, or me, myself, Mikey from Freddy, and Ryan Knightsey book SmackDown and Raw every single week. Right now, we are building to Hell in a Cell, which is a surprise to us because we thought we were building to Money in the Bank, but here we are. Um, <laughs> we we made it. We made it. We made a good Ryan. Ryan made a good angle out of it. So go check that out uh, every Friday here on the Countout Network. Uh, and go check out the other shows here, like uh, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling and Your Dose of Death. Uh, uh, you're going to love them. You're going to love all the shows here on the network. We have such... Oh, and go check out G1 and Only every other Monday, uh, where Ryan talks about the the G1 Supercard and people who have only competed in it one time at one time only. It's a neat show. I think you'll appreciate it if you like New Japan. Um, and go check out our website if you want to have anything that I haven't said about this podcast network that you want to go check out for yourself. Go look at countoutpod.com. All of the information you could possibly ever want in the Countout family is there. Uh, so go check that out as well. Thank you all so much for listening. Tune in again next week. And Zach, you have anything to plug? Nine. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. 
And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. Yeah. See you at the shows.